0: Hello, this is Angie Meadows. This is the Rocker Recovery. We're coming to you from Expression Studio in Huntington, West Virginia. We're glad to have you for this radio show. Also be aired on my podcast, Called Rocker Recovery. Last lesson we were discussing fear. We were discussing my fearful dog. Her name is Bailey. She's a big shepherd. And we were discussing all the things that the Lord taught me through her fear. He showed me my fear and how I was getting tangled up overreacting and being fearful of things that were not even happening. They were just trauma memories or things in the past or things that I was worried about in the future. So we're going to continue on our lesson from fear and today is our evaluation day. I'm going to ask you many questions and then I'm going to give you a few seconds to ponder the answers. Now the first question is what are my fear triggers? What triggers your fear? Now I want you to mentally think of what fear you need to deal with. Is it in the present? Did it happen in the past? Is it happening in the future? The third question is how deep is my quiet time and my fellowship with God? Am I having living full meals or and frequent snacks? Or is it a dry crust, not satisfying at all? Shallow and rushed, unorganized and scattered? Is my quiet time with the Lord broken and empty? Or am I just a lost sheep? Because lost sheep are very fearful. I can tell you that one from experience. The fourth question is how much trauma-drama do I allow in my life? Television, books, news, movies? Relationships, work, self inflicted trauma that keep me on a roller coaster of emotions. Now I've realized that I cannot watch the news. I'll read a few news captions, but as far as setting and watching the news, I can't do that. It gives me too much anxiety. So it's probably been 20 years since I've actually watched the news. And I don't lack for knowing what's going on. People will always tell me. They know I don't watch the news, so they'll call me and tell me if anything major is going on. And I also realize that I, I can't watch scary movies. I just can't do it. So I'm very careful about what I watch, what I put before my eyes, what I listen to. And that I'm careful to observe myself as to whether or not I'm keeping myself on an emotional roller coaster. Whether or not I'm doing trauma drama. I can, um, I can run around the house looking for my keys to the car. I can't find the keys to the car. I can't find my keys. And after a few minutes I'll realize that my purse is on my shoulder and the the keys are in my purse. And it's like I was causing trauma over having lost my keys and I had my keys the whole time. So I have to be careful and not cause trauma over everyday occurrences. Whether it be muddy shoes or um, a flat tire or lost car keys or spilt milk, just anything. Don't cause trauma. Let your life and your days be quiet and peaceful and, and calm. Now the next one, number five. How many relationships do you have where you do all the work? How many relationships do you have where you do most of the work? And how many relationships do you have that are balanced? where it's more of a give and take and more of an equal relationship. So if you have a friend that you have to call all the time, year after year, and they say, I'll call you back and they don't. And then they say, Oh, I'm busy. I can't talk to you now. Or they say, Oh, I've got all these other things to do, but I will make time for you tomorrow. And then they don't. You're doing most of the work in that relationship and it's not balanced. And you have to decide whether or not it's worth to continue investing in this person number six what unpleasable person are you trying to please this is what i call being a man pleaser there may be people in your life that you can please for a moment but the minute you please them they'll jump to the next thing and they'll want you to jump through hoops for them And they'll want you to please them on the next thing. So they'll always be giving you more and more things to do to please them and they're never really satisfied. You can never really please them. So my determination for myself is to please God. And if it pleases man, then that's good. And if it doesn't, then that's fine. So identify what people you're fearful of and which ones you walk on eggshells around. Number seven, what things are out of balance in your life? relationships church your emotions are they high and low your finances your health now sometimes i can't do anything about some of these but there are other ones that i can i can take them examine them look at them and and be responsible for what's my part like with my health if i have an injury I can be responsible to do my therapy, to do my exercises, to get to the doctor, to get information on it, study up on how to help myself get better. And that would be something that I could do that I could be responsible for. When I have a broken relationship that's not safe, that I'm not able to fix or able to even comfort the person, I can still pray for them. And that is something that I can do. So number eight. What boundaries do I need in my life to protect myself? Can I enjoy my day and are my needs being met? So I want you to think about what you need to do to enjoy your day. Is it literally just a I'm going to enjoy my day. I'm going to purpose to have a happy day and nothing today is going to upset me. Sometimes I've just had to do that. Today is my day and I'm going to be happy today. And it's a purpose of my will. Now, if I have unmet needs, I can bring these needs before the Lord and I can ask him to meet them for me. But just recognizing them resolves the power that they have over me. Now, number nine, what self-care do I do? Sometimes our lives are so busy and we take care of everyone else and we forget to take care of ourselves. One of the things that I do for myself is I mentally prepare myself in the word of God To face my day, to enjoy my day, to take my emotions to the Lord, do studies on fear or anger, or to take my disappointments to the Lord. I take care of myself. I slow down long enough to analyze what's going on in my heart, to understand what's robbed me of my peace that day, that I might correct my life, that I might correct myself. Now let's look at the next one. Number 10. How do I see God? Do you see God as a terrorist, a bully, angry, neglectful, vengeful? Or do you see him as merciful, tender, loving kindness, and everlasting love? Do I understand God is love? And do I know what love truly is? And do I know that Christ sits at the right hand of God making intercession for me? My friend, if you have grown up with people who are abusive, dominating or those that are in authority that terrorize people, it's likely that you don't have a proper view of God. But when we read his word, we realize that he is merciful, tender, full of loving kindness with everlasting love. So to get a right view of God is very important in conquering your fears. Number 11. Do I have fears that have turned into paranoia? If so, I'll have anxiety and maybe even panic attacks that feel suffocating. So I want you to take your fears and I want you to decide, are they happening now? Or am I just over-exaggerating? Sometimes when we have had trauma in the past, our fears get magnified. Number 12, do I withdraw and isolate when I'm afraid? Now I realize that when I'm afraid, I need to find support people safe places I need to call a friend and go have tea I need to go to a recovery group and reach out to other people and help other people and comfort them and that gets me outside of myself so that I can I cannot be so overwhelmed and stuck in my head with things that are not happening now now we have a few more questions do I get angry and defensive when I am afraid. Uh, that's what Bailey does. When she's afraid that garage door goes up or somebody's um, rolls down their window to talk to us whenever we're walking. She goes crazy. She's like, "Whoa, oh, no! <laughs> so sometimes we do that too. We'll get angry and defensive when we're afraid. Number 14. When I pray, does it get worse? If it does, do I complain and grumble? Or do I stand still and watch and wait for the Red Sea to part? So sometimes I'll take a situation to the Lord, a relationship situation or a situation with someone else's addiction or overwhelming problem that I cannot do anything about. And I'll take this to the Lord. And as I do, I watch it get worse and worse. And what I have found is that is the hand of God moving them into a position of submission and humility and repentance. And so when things get worse, I am to stand still and see what the Lord is doing. And if the person calls me and asks for help to get released from the consequences, I'm to turn them to the Lord and say, what is God teaching you through this suffering? What have you done to get yourself here? And what should you be doing differently? And that puts the problem back on them where I'm not carrying it and it's not making me fearful. I'm allowing them to own their own problem and their own consequences. Now number 15. Do I have a good support system? An accountability group? A biblically mature counselor? Now these things are hard to find. So some of my support groups and some of my biblical counselors are radio ministers. I love Elizabeth Elliot. She has mentored me for many, many years. Which gives me just that grounding thought that I need for the day. Now number 16. Do I understand the benefits of the fear of the Lord? Now the fear of the Lord is a reverence for Him. An awe. It's not an anxious fear or fretful fear. It's a reverential fear. Knowing that He's in charge and that He is God above all things. Number 17. Just a few more. Do I do things just for praise? Am I angry if I don't get recognized? So look at your motive for doing things. Sometimes we didn't get affirmed as a child and we do things for affirmation. Then sometimes we're angry when we do get recognized. Okay, now 18, do I fear man? How do I react when I am bullied, when I am manipulated, when I am coerced? Number 19, do I say yes when I mean no? Now, if you're not free to say no, then you're not free to say yes. But when I'm in a relationship where I'm free to say no, I don't feel like going there with you or I don't feel like doing that today. Then it gives me a great freedom to say yes when I want to or even yes to please them because it's a mutual healthy relationship. Now, number 20. Am I easily used, manipulated or robbed or talked into doing something that I don't want to do. There are many that would extort from us. They will extort our food, our homes, our mental stability, our finances. They will take and take and take. And it's important that we understand that these relationships are toxic, that they are not healthy. And we need to do the next one, which is, do I have strong boundaries? So boundaries is very important to learn. It's very important to exercise our no muscle and to let her know, me no, without any emotion attached. Psalms 56.3 What time I am afraid, I will trust in Thee. O oh Lord God, when we're afraid, would You help us to trust in You? Help us to trust You more and more every day. Help us to recognize our fear and understand that when we are fearful, we have forgotten to trust You. And help us to purpose in our heart to trust You and to cry out, for you to help us, to give us that grace, that we would have more faith in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And this is the Rocker Recovery. This is Angie Meadows. I hope you enjoyed this lesson today. If you want to hear it again, you can listen to it on Rocker Recovery Podcast, on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and Pandora. And our website is Enablersjourney.com. We'll see you later.